welcome. I'm Emily. And I'm Jacqueline. And just to give you a short, quick rundown of what we do, we watch documentaries or docuseries, and then we tell you about them. And this week, we went for the mother load. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Uh, we went for the Casey Anthony Where the Truth Lies three-part docu-series oh, oh. on Peacock. Yes. It was produced by a bunch of people, but the main director was Alexandra Dean. Uh, she's known for Bombshell, The Hedy Lamar Story, Secrets of Playboy, and This is Paris. Um... So I'll just take a big deep breath. <laughs> All right. It's a lot. It's a it's lot, Emily. It's a lot to go into. And I know a lot of people chose not to watch it, which I totally get. I was conflicted about it. Um, but uh, okay. So it, it just brings up a it just brings up a, a, a crazy time because it happened 14 years ago. And yeah, and anything involving kids is yeah. rough. And it's an cold case pretty much it it reminded me of the john benet ramsey case in the sense of the who done it and um everyone's mm-hmm. speculative speculation about who's done it like with the john benet it's oh it was the brother it was the mom it was the dad it was everyone they covered it up or was it in a complete third party we don't know similar to this we are swayed by the court of public opinion Um, So upon watching this or even listening to this, what I want you to try to do, which is like the hardest thing in the world, is to kind of set aside your biasness, which I had a really hard time doing at the beginning of this. Right. And I tried to look at it or watch it as if I was like a juror and definitive facts and okay, this is probable or plausible. This is plausible. You know, so at the beginning, I fully believed that her and her dad were in cahoots and did something. I know there was a drowning possibility, but I really felt like her and her dad did this together and covered it up together. That was my opinion at the beginning of this. (laughs) Yeah, no, not for me. I so I remember because I I lived in Florida when this whole thing went down, and this happened in Orlando, and I was four hours south. I f- from from day one to whenever she when she was pleaded not guilty. I thought she did it. I mm-hmm. I full on like, how is this? First of all, how are you not going to report something within a month, especially your child? Like, Absolutely. just shit like that. Just shit like that. And it's just like pictures of her going out. Like when you see those pictures, like, oh, fuck, she's going, she's partying, whatever. And then she started saying about this nanny. And it just there was a lot of things that happened to the point which just like the evidence just made it seem like she did it. However, which I'll get into it later. I, I knew it was going to be not guilty when the verdict came out because it was just they didn't have enough evidence but it was just like you knew she did it type of thing like that's what everyone's mentality was she did it and that i was part of that group i i i but when when you were just saying how you know you want to sit apart you know your opinions aside and you know being biased about everything i went in as if i wanted to put myself in casey anthony's shoes because this is about her and so I, See, I can't in. do that. I mean, I tried. Like, I think you have to as like a juror or a third party, uh-huh. but it is so hard because a lot of shit just didn't make sense, and it still doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Honestly, like the thirty-one days. There's no excuse in the world that is going to make those thirty-one days okay. Um, Not at all. But, I'm telling you, if my child went missing, uh, 10 minutes, my ass yeah. is calling the police. <laughs> like, within <laughs> like, 30 minutes tops, I'm like, my ass calling, is calling the call police. the brigade. I'm, something's wrong, because, uh-uh. All right, yeah. so this was, you said, 14 years ago. I didn't do the math, so. Well, um, they mentioned it so many times in this damn podcast. Yeah. It was just, okay, 14 years, 14, which is wild. It's been 14 years. So I Ooh. was 15 at the time. I remember at the time I didn't pay too much attention, just whatever kind of popped up 
um, in the news or social media that I heard in the background. I, I don't really watch the news still to this day, but I mean, it was kind right. of hard to miss any sort of Nancy Grace happening in the background. But this was everywhere. This was the first major case in the helm of uh, social media. Um, mm-hmm. They even said that it might have been the most famous murder case since OJ. Um, and there's such just a snowball effect of disdain. And I mean, they, they, as we know, media, they, they come, they go for the jugular. I'll put it that way. Oh yeah, they do. Oh yeah, they do. Once the media has made up their mind and law enforcement who is feeding information to the media has made up their mind, then it's really hard to, I think, escape that and unfortunately media can affect a court case um and we've seen that time and time and time again um but this reminded me like the setup of it i don't know if you guys have seen it the amanda knox interview oh yeah i remember that completely but i believed amanda going into (laughs) i believed amanda's innocence (laughs) from the get-go so there is definitely a difference from that but just to kind of refresh your memories if you haven't watched it it's been like we said a long time casey anthony was charged with first degree murder aggravated manslaughter of a child aggravated child abuse of her daughter Kaylee Marie Anthony and four misdemeanor counts of providing false information to law enforcement. She was subsequently acquitted of murder, manslaughter, and child abuse and was charged with misdemeanor, four counts of misdemeanor for providing false information. So right from the get-go, she's a convicted liar, which is, she's a self-admitted liar throughout all this, which makes it really, really hard to A, give a shit about anything she's saying, let alone believe anything she's saying. You're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) The the whole time you're just like, all right. And she's like, but nobody asked me why. And at the same time, I'm like, nobody gives a shit why, but at the same time, we want to know why. Oh, yeah, because this has just been, like you said, it's been a cold case for many years. And we all deserve to know what happened to that little girl because it's just, it just doesn't add up with with everything that was said, you know. And then, of course, with her blaming her dad, you know, that it was a possible drowning. And it it was just so much during this trial. And whenever this trial happened, uh, whenever the whole, let me say, whenever Kaylee disappeared, I was 18. I was living in Florida Mm -hmm. dealing with all this. And by the time that Vert came out, it was three days away from my 21st birthday. Why is it always Florida? Why is this shit always, always, always Florida? Like Florida, baby. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's just the Florida man. We got, we got the crazies down there. And I don't know if it's just the laws are just different in that state where it's just people try to get away with certain things or I really honestly don't know. But you mentioned about like how this case was one of the biggest cases uh, since OJ Simpson. And for me, I usually don't watch court cases at the time. That is, I don't watch court cases. The only court case that I really checked in on was the whole Michael Jackson court case because that was very publicly aired on TV. I didn't about that. I will see. I did only because my mom watched it, and so it was always on our TV because this was the second time that he was sub. He was charged with molestation, so I've you know. So about that too. which we'll get that into another day. But but it was just like you know that was the the first time I really saw a court case, and so when this happened, you know it it was just you want to be the voice of that little girl because she was only almost three years old when she disappeared and whatever happened and uh, i uh, uh that alone just, makes it so so uh, hard especially if you're a parent like oh yeah i hate to be that person but if you don't have a kid whether it's adopted you've taken guardianship if you are in a parental role of whatever sort it is a different type of fight that is yeah, in you. Yeah, of course. And 
I guess we ha- what we have to do in order to kind of understand this is be open to the headspace that she is claiming to have been in throughout all of, of this. And that's the only way that this makes sense. But at the same time, it's been 10 years of therapy and this, that, and the other. And 10 years that she's had to kind of plan this out. And which leads me to my other point. Why now? Why are you doing this at all? She needs money. That was my first inkling is that she's running out of money. She needs something. She could uh, and- the my thought was the, I don't see her going for money the way her parents have, which I'll get into later. But well, of course, I, I figure maybe people have just made her life such a living hell that she's decided to do this. Or is she? Are we going to see her press charges? against someone I'll talk about later, later on, or like, does she want to rally the people to try and do what quite frankly we do best. And that is put shit together on the internet and see missing pieces. Like, I don't understand the why of why doing this at all. Why now that does lead to some questions for me. Of, of course. And it was really crazy because whenever we first get into seeing Kaylee, uh, Kaylee, here I am thinking Kaylee, uh, Casey Anthony in this time. Now, mind you, back in the day, I think she was on the brink of how social media is today when her trial came out because it was right when everyone was kind of transitioning over from MySpace to Facebook. Mm-hmm. And even then... I love my space but it was you know Facebook was just more of like talking to friends we really didn't talk about the news and stuff like that um until like now like within the last like I don't know eight years like social media has turned into I feel like just a way of people to really express and really dive deep and then people putting some news articles up or putting up some video footage I think she got lucky (laughs) to because just imagine if her just imagine if her court case was now and this whole thing happened now (laughs) I don't think I don't think it would have ended the way Mm -hmm. yeah I don't think it would have ended the way that it ended 14 years ago, 13 years ago, whatever the, the tw- tw- was it 2011, July 5th, 2011 is when the verdict came out. So that's still well over 10 years ago. It seemed <laughs> um, like a lot of Twitter stuff, which I don't use Twitter. I have a Twitter. I don't remember it at all. It's yeah. been probably 10 years since I've been on it. Um, but <laughs> I mean, it was really the beginning of the takeoff of social media to everyone I mean, I could just only imagine the Reddit forms that were going and are probably going on right now. So, all right, let's squerve back over here. I just created a word, squerve. Um, All right, so the most important person out of all of this is Kaylee. And Kaylee Marie Anthony was born in August of 2005, and Casey was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Um. So, let's see. This a, a baby having a baby is what it is. A baby having a baby. <laughs> yes. Um. They're from South Florida. This is apparently her first on-camera interview since being acquitted. Uh, to me, it felt very scripted and rehearsed. However, if you're familiar with TV, let alone reality TV or interviews and stuff, what they tend to do a lot is start and stop and repeat it over and over again. And that way, if you forget anything or mess up anything or get too emotional or anything, they have several takes to take from. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if that could have affected it. Um but it just, it could have been my bias. I don't know. It's just, it felt very rehearsed to me. I understand completely. Yes. 
Um, they all go to a temporary location. She's pulling out all this memorabilia, which again, you're like, of course I thought that was know. weird. I, th- I thought that was just really weird how she brought all this stuff over to make like a little makeshift room with all of her pictures. If you're just going to go for an interview, why bring all your stuff? Like well, they moved I, into this house. So I assume it was for a little while and she brings it with her everywhere she goes. I guess I just thought was under the point that they just rented a house so they could do the interview for about a good week or it was so. Like the tiny uh, violin i'm like okay okay i really did understand that so that's that's how we started off watching just her bringing her shit over mm-hmm. and her kind of just introducing herself and what what she's been doing the last 10 years where where she's been staying so as you that. can imagine her family has turned their back on her completely so her defense team has pretty much stepped up and has been taking care of her and helping her which is wild which is since, wild yeah it's unheard of so very I mean, unheard of that's says something sort of within itself um she just feels like perpetually damaged which i imagine she is uh i even played it on mute for a little while because i was like is it the music <laughs> that like like something about her body language i just wasn't i'm like i don't know maybe so i played it on mute to see if it was like affecting how i was feeling about it and you know it, so i was like maybe it's the circles in her eyes I don't know. It was really, really hard to set aside bias. Um, you could tell she has a guilty conscience about what? I don't know. Um, and then we meet John Allen, who is the supervised um, the investigation. Uh, oh, yeah. So, so we start out with July 15, 2008. Grandma or Cindy uh, calls the missing person um, and says that she's been missing for a month. What they don't show, though is that she had called earlier that day saying that she wanted her daughter arrested for grand theft. Nothing about Kaylee. Which is really weird. Like, the, Yeah, a lot I, of shit's uh, weird. They do leave out a lot. So it's hard. I don't know about you. Not to cut you off, but I don't know. So the grandma apparently didn't know where so her granddaughter was at do you think that she just assumed that she was safe and like i, I don't know she's oblivious to a lot of shit but i think she chooses to be oblivious i know how your mom and my mom is if they don't see their grandchild within that week they will say something and they will be like where's where so-and-so well type apparently of thing. during that 31 days casey wasn't at the house she was at her ex-boyfriend or yeah ex-boyfriend tony lazaro's during that entire time so you know excuse 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 so 31 days she's like okay i want her arrested for grand theft which already kind of shows what kind of mom she is like i want my daughter arrested she took my car which it was your car what like it was her car. Yeah. So there's obviously some sort of comfort. And then it's a phone call later saying that I haven't seen my granddaughter. And then another phone call saying just her being hysterical, which is the one that we hear of her saying that uh, my daughter finally admitted it. my granddaughter has been abducted or something by the nanny, uh, this alleged nanny that she's had for almost two and a half, two years. Um, uh, what drove me crazy though is when they can it, is just Casey there and they put her on the phone. She, she sounded so calm. so calm. My ass would have been so my baby, my baby. Where's my baby? But, but it would have been days thirty-one later. days. <laughs> but it wouldn't have been thirty-one days. It would have been ten minutes later for me. So I have a theory about this later on, but nonetheless, uh, it it just. It's the beginning of the suspicious, weird things that have yet to occur. Um, They walk you through, and it's just all these lies. So that we're getting all the lies. Uh, I worked at Universal. I had this nanny, none of which are true. But we find out later that she did work at Universal at one point. And she knew of a person with that name, but it was never her babysitter. Um, 
<laughs> Casey's mom, very much confused. Um, and Casey's mad that she doesn't believe her, which why would she believe you, honey? You've right. given no reason to. And there's this part where we hear Casey talking to her parents um, I think she's in jail because there's like a screen and the phone and stuff. And she's like, that's John's like, that's the true Casey right there. The anger. And I'm like, I don't think so at all. It just seems like she's mad at the entire situation, which why wouldn't she be? Right. Um, but George Anthony is sitting back all silent with like his hand on his face. Like, you know, like, why, why are you so quiet right now? Right. It, He's he's suspicious throughout this entire thing, and for good reason, as we'll find out. But what he reminds me of, we see several interview, like news interviews of him, of I just want my granddaughter, blah 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 blah, stuff like that. Tell me if you got this vibe. It reminds me of Munchausen by proxy. Are you familiar? Yeah, isn't so. If I'm not mistaken, isn't that the that. I hope it's what it is, where it's like they think that there's something wrong and they keep sending them to the doctor. Oh, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. So it's a a mental illness, which is a form of child abuse, where the caretaker of a child, usually the mother, but not always, either makes up fake symptoms or it causes real symptoms. But in this case, which I mean, it's probably not too weird since it's the man and the father. It's like he's using this to gain sympathy from the general public. Yeah. That was the vibe I got from him. It just, it, it did not feel genuine. It felt like he was using like, yes, he was soaking it all up. And this guy was a former cop. uh, (sighs) Like, and that right there causes so many issues, but also, sparks a lot of speculation towards him as well as we'll come to get into he should know he should know like protocol and like if someone's missing like he should know as a exactly. cop like what what we should be doing next or where he might have the tools and the, where he needs to look or whatever and just why? like little things he, like that he says well i wasn't thinking like a cop i was thinking like was a thinking grandfather like grandfather which <laughs> makes it even worse like that's not a fucking excuse dude if anything that should make you like even more i would have been out in the woods i would have been out in the woods with the search dogs with the search team looking everywhere looking calling anybody that casey knew do you have you seen kaylee like instead of just being on the tv like oh even if it was 31 days later 31 days day 31 you find out that she's missing and all this, your cop and grandpa paternal instincts should have clicked and been on it. Like, of course. all right, we have to figure all this shit out. Um, so the initial call that we spoke about earlier <laughs> says uh, that Casey's mom says that the car smells like a dead body, which... Uh, according to people, you only know the smell of dead body if you've smelled it before. Um, and she was a nurse, so I guess she's probably smelled a decomping body at some point or another. Uh, I find that hard to believe, though. Cause Same. Someone, like me, who who worked in the prior, I'm no longer working in the emergency department, but we usually, when we get like people who passed away or dead on arrival, they're still semi-fresh. Now, if they're decomposing, they don't take them straight to the emergency department. They take them to the morgue or the medical examiner to get that figured out. So I find that hard to believe on her end. And what I think happened is George told her he smelled a decomping oh, body. Oh, I believe that. I believe that and 100%. She, and he remembered, which she later says that I smelled something bad. It could have been trash, which is very well possible. Um, now, we see a dog does confirm decomp in the trunk. However, dogs are not exact science, but they are pretty darn good at it. You could, you could even leave a decomping body in... Uh, like let's use the trunk uh, for an hour or so and there's still going to be 
residual that is left there, apparently. Um, I only sound so fancy and smart because I watched something else on this. <laughs> <laughs> you sound you sound so smart, which and, you keep uh, talking. I love it. And um, they kind of go into the science of it, which they go into it just looking at the evidence released from bias as well, which was pretty cool. Um so, yeah, it's possible, but it's not an exact science. Uh, basically, the main argument, though, is the media and everybody is claiming that she is not acting the way that a mother should with a missing child, which... Right, I agree. In theory, <laughs> no, she was not. She was not acting um, like it at all. But I don't like that they say mother. They're not acting the way a parent should be acting when a child is missing, but neither were the grandparents. So yeah, which that that that's a that's a whole new level with the cops not looking into them more. We'll, so, we'll get that yeah, later. Speaking so, of the cops, Mr. John Allen thinks June sixteenth was the last day that Kaylee was seen with supposedly Casey, and the last person to see them was George, the dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What evidence is there of that? Nothing. All they're going off of is his word. So this seems a little sus right there. But I mean, Very sus. going back a little bit, this is, you know, so you have to look at it from the point of view of some male cops here is, are we going to take the word of this what was she, 22 at the time? A uh, 22-year-old yeah, like girl. 20, 20, 21 at the time. Who, who knows? 20-something-year-old girl who is already lying and has given us reason to not really believe her because it's been 31 days and she hasn't reported her kid missing. And then we have this older gentleman who also was a cop. So we're going to take his word and believe him and that's the end of the day because he's a good guy because he's a good Good guy guy. which is so annoying but (laughs) anywho um there's a lot of evidence of partying the one thing that does not make sense beginning middle or end that i would love an answer for and well she gave an answer but it I, it's not a good enough answer to me. The tattoo, the Bella Vita, the good life. Yeah, that was random. That Why was random the hell? Shit. She admits it was a bad decision. Yeah, the fuck it was. It was a fuck you to the family is what she said. It was a fuck how? you to the I don't understand how, yeah, how I don't the either. good life. It wasn't like, I don't know. Was it I'm going to be living the good life? Or I it, how it came across was I'm living the good life, which... How are you living the good life if you're in complete torment right now? But yeah, you it, get it, just, it during the time that your child's missing, and you're getting that specific tattoo while your almost three year old is missing. Like, I, it I made don't understand. no sense. Even it with her no explanation, yeah, even with her explanation later on, the tattoo still doesn't make sense and is damning to her. Um. All right, so. Tony Lazaro, her ex, which is where she allegedly was or supposedly was during these 31 days or whatever, um, was not in the interview, but his roommates were, which his roommates have showed up in several interviews, which is a little eh to me. Um, They wanted to get their 15 minutes of fame, I feel like. Yeah, well, the one cuckoo roommate is what I call him. <laughs> and then you have the more laid back roommate but the it's a cuckoo it's the cuckoo one the more bald looking guy yeah kinda. yeah the one that had the epiphany moment oh oh yeah well i get to that i love that, that. <laughs> i love that moment so much um but yeah so they everyone and not just these guys but everyone by all accounts say that she's a great mom Mm-hmm. Like she was an absolutely wonderful mother who loved her mother. There, were, but during this time, there was absolutely no indication that there was anything wrong. There's, but it was like there was not a care in the world. Um, God, that roommate was so annoying. He was like the guy that you have to hang out with because he's been friends with your friend for so long. But ugh, he's there. Very oh, yeah. passionate that one. So then we have Casey's story. Is pretty much 
where so she starts off <laughs> which I want to say like most liars do stating I'm very honest now like almost to a fault <laughs> and I'm like Casey no shut up <laughs> like and her boss uh, Pat I didn't get his last name but Mr. Pat um everyone's we have people basically being character witnesses saying oh yeah she's very honest um and i'm like pat mckenna pat mckenna thank you pat mckenna um i'm sure she is very honest now after all this she learned something congratulations to you Uh, casey but this guy but this but this man decided to put her as his research assistant i believe uh working for his company after this bitch was legit on trial for potentially murdering her daughter but yet you you have the faith and you have the feeling that you're gonna trust her with your company like that was a little weird for it me it wasn't I, right away i don't believe i think it well, was she, no time. she but she she moved in, which which was later mm-hmm. down the episodes. But he asked his family, "Can she move in after? Because she needed to go mm-hmm. somewhere. Because she had probation for a year, um, and she stayed she there for years. years. Yeah, it was a year. I think of probation. Oh, okay. But I didn't get that she part. she was she was in jail for three years before the whole thing when okay. she got released. She has, um, but yeah, I I think she needed something to do, and I'm sure within within that year of being there. She became his legal assistant, his researcher assistant. I, I, I didn't understand that completely, and the fact that his family allowed, gave the okay to have this baby killer. At the, I'm saying baby killer because that's what I initially thought in the beginning. Potential uh, baby st- killer. Potential baby killer staying with you and being a part of your company, like Pat. Being I don't a know part of your family, thinking. let alone your company, but yeah. um. <laughs> I mean, but I guess that shows some true faith because, like they said, this has never been done before that they know of or that we know of. Um, It's very unheard of, so this speaks highly, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, She talks about how she was raising Kaylee, which honestly reminded me of how I raised my daughter, you know, uh, lets her dress herself eats what she wants within reason of course it just lets her kind of be the life of the party be herself which is awesome um let her enjoy being a child which i you know that's what it should be you know having a good childhood be yourself she's a little girl you know a little princess so that's the best thing to do i mean i don't have a girl but that's what i would do (laughs) so i mean there are there is one news anchor that says um, they found one chat that she had with one guy at one point that says that she can't go partying like she she's a mom and she can't do that these days. And then they found another chat where she's like, oh, thank God uh, she's asleep, which I mean, depending on the day as a parent, that's it happens. <laughs> but, that's a, but I think everybody like. I'm, I'm sure you too. We've all had that conversation before. It's like, oh, yeah, thank God what, my child is I'm asleep. Like, oh. Exactly. That's what I said. I was like, they're taking it completely out of context. And it just, it's not, it's not, a, but I could see how it could look to people. Yeah. But to me, I'm like, I've said that, God, I don't know how many times. <laughs> um, like, thank God. It's or, or like, oh, like, I wish I had the life I had before. Like, I miss going out, having whenever I wanted to go out, which that's true. I wish I still had that time and really be able to go out and whatever. But I will never take away the fact that I do enjoy being a mother. And clearly, mm-hmm. she was a good mom, mm-hmm. according to all of her friends. Accor- like, she always had stuff for Kaylee blocks whatever flashcards flashcards Mm -hmm. flashcards to you know you know help her learn some words like Mm -hmm. that and at a friend's house too so that says a lot because you don't typically bring that shit over uh well i guess it was her boyfriend's house so if it is overnight well you know maybe it was just a time for her to still be able to mingle and have that adult interaction but you know still be a mom Mm -hmm. combining the two which is normal one of her friends former bff annie downing gooderwiz goodwise um 
she had a Kaylee tattoo, which I thought was a little weird, but oh, she needs to be a part of me forever. Yeah, I was <laughs> she like, says. okay. Um, she says that she was a good mom, did everything for her, um, and the she didn't believe the motive that the police were pushing of she wanted to go out and dance and be free, so she killed her child. Like she didn't believe that for one second. Um, what was really interesting, though, is she said that a lot of the pictures that were shown in the media. Um, that the media made it seem like it was over the 31 days. She said that some of those pictures were over the last three years. Well, like, her 21st birthday. Yeah, the one with the was. head in the toilet um, was from her 21st birthday. But the, a lot of the pictures were from the last three years, which is very interesting. I would love to see the timestamps for those pictures. Uh, well, and speaking of those pictures, too, Casey even mentioned if you look at this pictures, never once in those pictures did I have a drink in my hand. Besides, you know, the picture of throwing it doesn't up in the fucking toilet. matter. But you know, she was just like trying to guilty by association. You're still there. You still did it. It doesn't matter if you were drinking or not. So and then her best friend even said that she still to this day doesn't believe that Casey did it. She believes that Casey died of a drowning accident or mm-hmm. an accident. She just said some sort of accident, yeah. And it just snowballed, which we hear a lot. Um, and that she did what Casey knows to do, which is lie. Um, which I find interesting. I'm like, how? I don't understand being with friends with someone who perpetually lies. Uh, I kind of do, I kind of don't, but mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But Casey, she did mention that she lies because that's all she knew growing up. It's just everything was just a big lie, I guess, to her, which <laughs> I I mean, I don't know. I mean, I that's not how I was raised. I mean, my dad was a fucking liar. He lied about everything. But that's just how I knew him was just the liar. So I don't know. I feel you. Um, So (laughs) we have July 16, 2008, the day the kidnapping is reported. There's no emotion in the call. Uh, She claims to have been numb for a majority of it, which this comes back to kind of bite her later on, along with several other things, in my opinion. Um, She admits that she knew a nanny by that name, but wasn't her sitter. She believed Kaylee was okay up until the day that she was, her remains were found. Um, When asked why she lied to the cops, she said that it's just her life acting like everything was okay, but nothing was okay. Like that's just her MO for everything. And then says her behavior was all a reaction of trauma. Uh, mm. and that since 2008 was repressing memories, which I wrote convenient. <laughs> what, what a good time to start saying that you started repressing memories is 2008, mm. the year that your daughter goes missing, which again, this comes back to me, to kind of contradict her through her later statements. Um, She was compartmentalizing and saying all this out loud for the first time is very extremely painful, which I do. I can believe that. Uh, First time being public and kind of saying all these to someones and people not in your safe space of therapy. I can understand that. Um, she didn't trust cops, was frightened and scared. I can imagine that because her dad was a cop. And if you're frightened and scared of that your dad, true. you're going to. So I get that. She says, okay, there's audio where she says, okay, that was a lie. But the absolute truth is that she was with the sitter. So I can, another lie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she admits that she made herself sound crazy and gave no reason for anyone to believe her. Admits that it didn't make sense and there's no justification for your behavior. Uh, it says she was doing what she was conditioned to do. And I'm, I'm still like... Mm, something is still not something is still not up i mean with all the lies and they gave her every opportunity to to did something happen was there drowning with your child like and she still to this day was like well i don't even think they speculated a uh, drowning at that point i I don't i don't know well actually i take that back because they say later on 
or it might have mm-hmm. been something else I watched. I don't know, but I think it was this that drowning is like one of the number of way kids that ways that kids die in Florida is yes, like super I, common, and they very of course common. have a pool. So, which I I didn't know. I I thought that was surprising. Um, we find out the dad is also pretty much incapable of telling the truth. So we see where she gets it from, and they're all doing all this stuff to kind of you know, sugarcoat their family. We find out that George has been allegedly unfaithful uh, to his wife. um, I guess multiple times. Yes. And Cindy, the mother, does everything in her power to kind of protect this little bubble. Um, And this is where we first hear her claim that her father raped her from the time that she was eight. Now, this was apparently in in the trial. Again, I didn't follow the trial, so I didn't know that this wasn't her first time claiming this. Um, I know she got comfortable with one of her legal team uh, named Jeanette, Janine or Jeanette. mm -hmm. Um, And I guess and I guess and I guess Jeanette herself was a victim of sexual abuse growing up. Mm -hmm. So she kind of related to her and it gave uh, Casey an opportunity to just be herself and be honest with like what happened with her past. And that's what Jeanette was like, look, like you need to tell Jose Baez about this, because that that could be something that you know, could be a big part of what's going on. Which Jose Baez was her defense attorney. His, yeah, the, yeah, her her main uh, lawyer for this thing. So, but let's not forget, so on July 16th, they did arrest her um, and they did charge her with child neglect and then lying to police because everything was not adding up didn't make sense and i don't know about you but if i was a detective and hearing all that i would be like okay this this chick did it it just did not make sense at all so so let's take a beat here what is extremely difficult is the fact that she's a liar like i said she's a self-admitted liar she's a convicted liar yeah you have a lifetime of practicing lying as we found out you've had a decade of therapy to essentially plan this broadcast um i know you know most people won't believe you so how do you expect us to believe you throughout all of this um you've admitted to half truths Mm-hmm. And there are shards of truths in the things that you say, which I find to be true even by the end of all of this. I think there's, I think as the series progresses, her defense mechanism, her wall kind of breaks down. So mm-hmm. she's kind of lying less or protecting herself less, but there's still little plot holes in what she says. They're little. I feel like, I feel like there's no need for her to lie because she's already technically in a way one you know when it comes to not being guilty well, no, with her trial. She can, so no she can't be tried because of double jeopardy but something else you know she still has to protect herself you know what though the speaking of like you know saying that you know just imagine if her trial happened around our time now with the whole me too movement that's going on and if she brought out the whole sexual trauma and all that i feel like she'll have a lot of people on her side i did just feel like she was using some of that to her advantage even though the me too's yeah. kind of plateaued a bit i felt like she was kind of using that at this point it wasn't a yeah. thing back then but right now it feels like Okay, I'm going to remind you, because she constantly reminds you of the abuse, which reminds me. One of the things that really annoyed me throughout this entire thing was that it was what happened to me, the abuse that I had to live through. Me, 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 She's playing the victim over and over and over and over and over and over again. Yes, we can't deny you were a victim, but you're not the only victim. You are not the main victim. And that really... It wasn't until like the end, really. Like, I feel like Kaylee is just blips in all of this, which I mean, we do have to understand Casey to understand what happened to Kaylee. But I just feel like it should have been more there present in this. And I feel like, too, like, when she was just, like, showing her little DVDs of, like, all of her photos, she's like, this is all I have left of Kaylee. And I feel like me being a mom... So back then when the whole thing happened, I wasn't a mom. But now that I'm a mother and I'm looking at everything that happened with her and all that, I just feel like if something happened to my child, I will have more than just DVD pictures of, oh, this is all I have left. what was accessible at the time, though. I guess, I guess, but, you know... 
I'm maybe maybe I'm thinking a little too much about maybe she has things at her house because we we never mm-hmm. went to her house because she was trying to respect her roommate's privacy, yeah, respect her privacy. Yeah, you know, so maybe she has more memorabilia of of her. And it was her computer, and they only showed a few things because it was already super long. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, to, uh, yeah. So they they probably cut some stuff out. Um, I don't know. I just I would have probably been more emotional watching it, but it's been ten years of rewatching it and rewatching it and rewatch. So who knows? So who know who knows how many times she really did yeah, watch it. I don't wanna be like, Oh, you didn't act a certain way. But you know, that's that's what I'm here to do. <laughs> <laughs> um so again it still sounds like a lot of it's being written or rehearsed. Um, but again it could just be the editing. I don't know. Um, what was really kind of interesting and damning to George was we see that interview where uh, George tells Cindy to shut up. Mm. To me, that was showing part of his true colors and what happens behind closed doors. Showing you that have, he maybe he is abusive, you know? <laughs> well, not only that, I'm like, first off, that's just fucking rude. You know you're on television where the world's watching us and you showed your ass sir and you disrespected your wife in front of the world it takes some balls to do that like yeah but that that's just me the he is an ex-cop the macho whatever facade you know I mean, who knows what interview this was? How, what, I wonder what number interview this was because they both did a lot of interviews, mm-hmm. a lot of interviews, and Kay, uh, Casey only did none. I think this was her first real interview, and so they're looking back at all these interviews, and it's mm-hmm. just I, I'm I'm confused on why the parents want to do all those interviews. You know, just yeah. why? I it's too I don't understand. Like I should be one and done. That's it. Move on. Yeah, so, it, it wasn't doing anything to help any situation. It just made them look even more crazier. I'm, I'm yeah, not, it, how it I did not it. make them look good at all. Um, so <laughs> Casey says that during this time she was emulating her father's behavior. And I mean, during the 31 days, she, she was just doing what she was supposedly told to do. Um, against the tattoo, she's like you said, was a way to say fuck you, which just doesn't make sense to me. It's um, not the time to say fuck you to your family when says, your daughter is missing. <laughs> yeah, she says it was a subconscious way to speak against her family and her life. I'm like, still doesn't explain the timing, sweetheart, but okay. Whereas her Kaylee tribute tattoo translates to noise like life is just noise without you which doesn't make sense to that me, just that just sounds mean as fuck like you're just noisy to me <laughs> i mean i kind of get it i like she seems like she feels kind of deep you know quote quote deep um right. she has since had her bella vita tattoo covered up with a man, half a mandala and some flowers which was the best thing for her to do because if she still had that tattoo on her, I I don't know. I yeah, I would cover that shit up too. <laughs> well, I would have never gotten it done to begin yeah. with. <laughs> yeah, to begin with, like that would not have been on me. Like I no. can understand getting it when you're acquitted, and even then, good life is still questionable. But okay, um, she claims to have had to lie about being pregnant. Um, which goes into this kind of cherry-coated, um, sugar-coated thing of what their life was. Um, claims to have, uh, been raped by another person at 18, um, says she was drugged and a lot, okay. I know I'll probably get some hate for this, and I I don't love saying it either, but a lot of what she was saying sounded like the Google list of a person who had been roofied. It just, it I don't know. It was questionable. I hate, hate to not victim blame, or but but like not believe someone who's been raped because I've been in a similar situation, and it just, I... It makes me feel dirty to even question it, but looking at everything else, you kind of, 
kind of have to question it a little bit. Um, she made her boyfriend at the time believe that he was the father. Which, which that's fucked up. Ugh. It's fucked up. But, like, when I was pregnant with my first, you'd be surprised how many people told me, like, oh, well, just pick a guy and tell him that she's his. I was like, are you fucking oh, insane? Lord. I was like, no. The fact I'm that someone mentioned that. that, the fact that someone said that to you is is disrespectful for your daughter. Like her, your daughter should know show who her dad is. If I mean, he, he's not really worth a damn anyway. Yeah. But like, I just think that's rude as hell. Why bring some schmo into this and drag him through all? Like, I don't have the heart to do that. And you could tell she felt remorse for that. I kind of get her reasoning, doesn't make it okay, but then what was really confusing is Cindy in an interview says that the father, by the time Kaylee was born, the father had another family and then died. When I was watching this other thing, there was two or three other guys that were named, and two of them both died in a car accident that year, like 2008 or something. That's wild. Yeah, so I'm like, and some people believe that George is a father. I I don't believe that, but anything is possible right now with 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 all that's going on at this point. Who knows? I can understand not wanting your kid to think that they were a product of something bad. I do want, I can understand that and the reasoning to lie to that. And you could tell that she does miss her daughter looking at these pictures, but she still has this blanket guilt of like aura, like a guilt, aura of guilt covering her. I feel like she's just still not being honest to us. But at this point is when I start to feel honesty from her. It's the first time in like an hour that I feel any sort of honesty from her. Speaking of, we're going to give you guys a part two. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to let you kind of digest what we have here. And we're going to cover the last two episodes in part two. So we've given you a lot of information to ponder over. It gets juicier. Um, Opinions sway. We get more information. So stay tuned for part two. Part two coming soon. All right. See you next time. Bye.